This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's been a while, we feel. It's felt more than a week at least. But Fabrizio Romano joins us on this Monday, back for Mondays with Fab, as we discuss a lot, a lot, specifically from the manager perspective, Steve Bruce. We discuss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and we have a Clásico corner as Barcelona and Real Madrid get ready for this weekend. What's at stake also behind the scenes? Que golazo with Fabrizio Romano begins right now. Everybody, welcome to Kigo Lasso on this Monday. And Monday only means one thing. Fabrizio Romano returns. By the way, thank you for tuning in. Leave us a comment, like the video, and subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell while you're at it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor and leave a Kigo Lasso rating and a review. And it only takes a few seconds and it helps us to grow the show and make more free episodes, free episodes just like this one. All right, on with the show. Fabrizio Romano, I have missed you, my friend. How are you? <laughs> me too, me too, my friend. I'm fine, I'm fine. Really happy to see you again. Really happy for this Champions League week coming. And let me say congrats on your interview with Joao Felix. I loved it uh, with Atletico Madrid star. So let me say again to our friends on, on Kegolas on CBS Sports to, to read this interview, to see this interview on our YouTube channel because I loved it. Oh, thank you so much, Fabrizio. And you know, he quoted me, everybody. When Fabrizio Romano <laughs> quotes you, that means you've made it big time. So well, I'm, was great. <laughs> I'm officially retiring. I'm dropping the mic. But Fabrizio, <laughs> I really appreciate that. And of course, we appreciate you being part of our family. So let's get cracking. A lot to discuss on this Monday, uh, Fab. Let's begin uh, with managers, actually, because managers is really the talking point here, specifically in the Premier League. We obviously know about Newcastle United and uh, the recent takeover, a lot of energy at St. James's Park on Sunday, but they were brought back to reality as they lose to Tottenham 3-2, still without a win. Fabrizio Romano, one of three, bottom uh, 19th in the Premier League. Uh, and, you know, even before the takeover, the discontent with Steve Bruce has been there. So what is the latest here uh, on Steve Bruce? How long does he have? Because really, the time, the clock is ticking. What do you have? Yes, they want to change. They want to change. Uh, they are starting, of course, as we know, a new a new project, a new ambitious and long-term project. So this is why they want to change and they want to start with the manager. Uh, they are looking for new managers since mm, weeks, I would say, days, because they've been talking with many managers. They've been also considering some options around Europe, some managers already working in Premier League, like Brenda Rogers, but he has no plan to change and he wants to stay at Leicester. So many and many managers in the list but they want to be under percent sure on the new manager. So they don't want to send a manager or to appoint a manager that then in, in maybe two or three months, they need to look for another one again. So this is why they want to start a new project with the right manager. And this is why Steve Bruce was still working for, and he's still working for Newcastle as of now, but he knows that the new board 
is working to find the new manager. So they are on it. From what I'm told, no contacts with Antonio Conte as of now. Also, if we have rumors here in Italy, but Antonio Conte and Newcastle are not in contact as of now, uh, also because he's looking for something different. So I think it will be really difficult to change Antonio Conte's mind. And also thinking to, to other managers, as I say, for Brendan Rodgers, he has no plan to leave Leicester. We have some rumors also around the names of Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard, uh, because maybe going for a... English manager is something that the United new board want to do, but let's see if they will be able to find agreements, to find the right way to, to convince them, and if they won't be 100% convinced of this name. So they are still in the process, but I think this week they will try to find the right manager to replace Steve Bruce. So it's understood as well, Fabrizio, I believe, that Steve Bruce is not planning to resign. If he leaves, it's because uh, basically the board has said, look, uh, thank you for yes. your time, but it's time to leave. But he's holding firm on that situation. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's also something to be respected, as you said, because he's always been with this mentality, fighting with the team, fighting for, for Newcastle. So he's not in his style to, to leave uh, during the season in this kind of situation. So this is why he's still respecting the board decision to look for new manager. You know, when there is a new ownership, it's normal to have this kind of process. But he's still trying to do his best for Newcastle and he will do it till will be the manager. Okay, so the other thing, obviously, is uh, before you know it, uh, you know, January will come around and the window will open once again. So, you know, this is also the conversation for Newcastle as they look to, because it's not just about Steve Bruce. I think it's also about, you know, they are 19th in the Premier League for a reason. This squad is just not good enough at the moment. Is is there already a plan on the kind of players that they want to get? Because uh, Heath, Jimmy and myself were talking about this, but... It's not going to be like you can you just get anybody you want because these players, obviously, they don't want to be in a relegation battle. They want to be in the Champions League, et cetera, et cetera. So is there a plan for January as Newcastle look ahead to, to the window when it opens again? Yes. First of all, they're really disappointed to see around one million names every single day now since <laughs> every single player is going to Newcastle. So let me say some no. For example, Coutinho has not been approached by Newcastle. Uh, Mauro Icardi is not in talks to join Newcastle. Aaron Ramsey at the moment had no contacts with Newcastle, so we had many names, but they're not looking only for names. You know, what I'm told is that this project is also about young talents, so they want to try to bring players they need now in January to help the team to, from this relegation battle. So they're going to look for some experienced player who knows Premier League, who knows how to change the situation. So they will look for this kind of players, but for big names and also talents because they want to do something with young talents too and not only 31 or 32 or 33 years old players around just to have big names they want to build something for the future so this is why i'm sure they will do something in general to help the team with this kind of players who know premier league and know how to change the situation but also with talents for the future of newcastle so this project is long term it's not two or three years it's something they want to build as manchester city did in many and many years to arrive at top league so, you know, obviously, if this is a long project, the number one priority is to stay in the Premier League. And one key component is Alan saying maximum. Um, there were discussions and reports, obviously, that he just wanted to see a future, you know, that was being built with Newcastle. And obviously, with this takeover, does that mean that it's uh, hopeful that he's not going anywhere in January or at least Newcastle will be not tempted by anybody? Yes, yes, this is the feeling I have. They know that he's too important for this team is the most important player right now they need his quality to, to win games and to change the situation so I don't expect them to sell the player in January uh, I think it will be part of the project then maybe during the summer they will 
plan with him to see what he wants to do. But in general, they need him to stay. All right. Well, so let's stick uh, with managers here in the Premier League and let's go to Manchester United because this is not something that's recent. Olegana Socio has been in charge for a while now. Uh, you know, not a tremendous amount, but, you know, he's been there in long enough as a manager. He's obviously a playing legend for the club. You uh, tweeted about uh, and reported on the fact that, you know, the board of Manchester United are still confident, still backing him up. Is this still the same sentiment even after that 4-2 loss? Uh, even the days of reflection after that loss as well? Is the club looking for a replacement? What's the latest with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? They're still backing the manager. They're still backing the manager in the board. They're still together with, with Solskjaer. They're protecting the manager as they gave him a new deal during the summer till 2024. So also financial point, you know, giving him a new salary, new deal till 2024 means we want to show how serious is our project with Solskjaer. Then sacking him, firing him, two months later would be maybe not on the same point. And this is why Manchester United are still protecting Ole. They are still convinced that Ole is the man to do it this season. Of course, nothing is forever in football. You know that maybe if the situation will continue like this in weeks or months, the situation will change and they will look for a new manager. But from what I'm told, as of now, Manchester United are not talking with any other manager. They know that there are big names on the market available like Conte, Zidane and many others but as of now they are not in contact with any other manager because they want to protect Ole of course Champions League clash with Atalanta and also the next Premier League top games they have with Liverpool and many others will be key to see how the team will react and they also want to give responsibility to the players it's not only about Ole they want also the players to be responsible for what is happening with Man United and this is why they are protecting Ole but of course they expect something different in the coming games or the situation could change so there's no list for anybody else. Right now, it's Solskjaer and nothing else. Yes, I think yes. Also because it's in Manchester United style to do like this. You know, they are yeah. not talking with managers before because they know the team is fantastic, the history. We don't need to talk about it for Man United. So they know if tomorrow morning they are calling another manager, also if we're talking about top names, they will be happy to join Man United and to sign for Man United. But as of now, they are still saying no talking with any other manager and protecting Gola as our manager. This is Man United position. All right, so let's keep going here because we have a few things to discuss as well. Let's stay in Manchester, but let's go to the blue side of Manchester. Raheem Sterling said some interesting words about seeing, you know, life outside of Manchester City. Uh, and I'm wondering, Fabrizio, if this is now turning more into a reality, if it was just a soundbite. Is there any latest on Raheem Sterling and his future with Manchester City? Yes, because his, his words were really clear. He's looking for some opportunities because he wants to play. He wants to play. He wants different game time. So this is why he's not 100% happy with Man City. Then Pep Guardiola was playing him as a starter. So uh, now the feeling maybe could be different. But what I'm told in general is that he's out of contract in 2023 with Manchester City. And they know that they need to decide on Sterling together with the player in the next few months. If he wants to stay and be part of the project, and the percent involving Guardiola project, they need to extend this contract before summer uh, or they have a problem with Sterling. So it's trust Sterling or sell Sterling January or summer. This is the point for Man City. They are going to decide on this point. Look at opportunities for Sterling in other countries because what he said is I'm also open to move abroad and to try something new. Yeah, he was speaking maybe Serie A. Would that be a possibility? Would La Liga? Is there a specific uh, area? Because as you mentioned, he did speak about playing abroad as well. But uh, is there anywhere else specifically that you would see him if this would happen? By the way, the best player at Euro 2020 for England 
Uh, they should yes. have cashed in a lot earlier. Uh, but is there anybody, you know, when we're thinking about playing abroad, do you see him going one way or another? I will keep an eye on Barcelona, to be honest, because Barcelona were looking for him in June. Uh, they wanted him before they knew about the financial terrible situation, so they were not able to do it with Man City. But he was in the list at Barcelona for the board, uh, for President Juan Laporta preceding him. Then, as I said, it was impossible during the summer. But who knows, maybe in January or next summer, he is still an option, I'm told. So they're still thinking of him. Let's see if they will be able on financial point to find an agreement with Man City, because Man City also, if Sterling is out of contract in 2023, they're not giving him for free or on loan or this kind of deal. They want real money, as they did for Bernardo Silva. You remember Bernardo was on the market this summer because he wanted to go, but they wanted real money, 50, 60 million, and no one paid, and so Bernardo stayed, and he's now a key player for Guardiola. So this is why it's also about the agreement and the fee, but I'm told that Barcelona are still thinking of it. Well, what a great segue there, Fabrizio, because now we talk about Barcelona and Real Madrid, because obviously this weekend is El Clásico in La Liga, and we're going to do something fun here. We'll call it the Clásico Corner, Fabrizio, where we'll discuss uh, some topics here from both clubs. And let's stick with Barcelona for a second. Uh, obviously, well, let's begin, first of all, actually, with uh, with Pedri, because obviously they, they, they know how, speaking of, good players this summer and how they've elevated Pedri's a very important player um his renewal of how important was it to renew this contract and that massive buyout clause yes it was key uh, was also the topic of my here we go column today on on our website on CBS because i think behind this renewal okay it's important for Pedri but it's also important for Barcelona from what i'm told to show the project so they want to trust young players. We want to go with new faces. Okay, we lost Leo Messi, Antoine Griezmann, who was a terrible summer for Barcelona, but we have something new and we want to trust this project with Pedri, so new deal till 2026 with this record release clause. Uh, One billion is really huge, but it's not about the clause. It's to show our our jewels are untouchable now. So we want to go with Pedri. They will do the same with Ansu Fati. They are talking with his agent, Jorge Mendes, to extend this contract, and they are still confident to do it with with Ansu. Uh, They are talking with Gavi, so they are preparing a new deal also for Gavi. So the process now at Barcelona is extending contract for key players and starting the new era trusting these boys and i think yesterday Ansu Fati was showing why they're trusting him like this yeah and he scored a very messy esque goal yesterday as well which was very yes. interesting <laughs> but as you were talking about uh part of the plan for barcelona and just sticking with barcelona for a second obviously is uh you know these contracts with these players specifically coming from la masia it's also about the AGM, the the meeting that Joan Laporta, he needs the approval from his socios to making sure that, first of all, they're looking to, you know, revamp Camp Nou because it's an absolute, it's just breaking down. It's an old stadium. So there's a lot of projects that they need to do. How important is that, by the way, as Laporta, by the way, held, you know, halted the AGM? What's at stake here? How important is this meeting with his members? No, it's so important because, first of all, Barcelona is one of the most complicated clubs in the world to take decisions. Uh, And it's not just about transfer market or this kind of things. It's about everything in Barcelona is complicated because they have this kind of structure. So it's so slow sometimes and it's not easy. So they're they're trying to to build something different also with Laporta, who was great in the past with this kind of process. And this is the mission for Barcelona. The financial situation is terrible and we know about it, as they say too many times. But what I'm told is that it's really improving now 
after last summer, okay, you lost Leo Messi and Antoine Griezmann, but on salaries point, this is what Barcelona are doing. Saving salaries is so important for Barca, and so they are going to continue on this point with some players that they're not key for Barcelona. They are looking for solutions for these players. And to sign new players, because many times Barcelona fans are asking what is going to happen maybe in January if they will have a budget. What they said in public a few days ago was, we're going to have around 20, 25 million to spend in January if we have the right opportunity. But I'm not 100% sure Barcelona will spend this money because they will do it only for players they think will be perfect for this project. So for Barcelona, the real change has to be on transfer market, not signing players just to have numbers in the team, but to have players that are really trusted as part of the project. So this is what they're going to do. And for example, we mentioned Sterling. I want to mention also Dani Olmo. Uh, They are players that they are looking for the future because they want players available for Barcelona project right now, but also important for the future. Yeah, so it's a massive, massive plan here for Barcelona. And as we are in the classical corner, we move over to Real Madrid. As you mentioned, Kylian Mbappé, you know, there was a plan, a plan obviously to uh, extend this contract. You know, he's not getting any younger, but Real Madrid doesn't care. They know how important uh, Benzema is to this project. How much does that have to do, by the way, with, uh, and yes, we have to talk about it because January is only around the corner, uh, Kylian Mbappé, right? And how much uh, that influence will be of Benzema staying and, and seeing, obviously, Real Madrid still as a key part of his future, as well as bringing in his compatriot, Kylian Mbappé. Yes, well, I'm told that whatever is going to happen with, with Kylian Mbappé, if they will be able to sign him as free agent or not, or maybe in general, let's see what is going to happen. And Real Madrid want to sign Kylian Mbappé, so he will be more than a more than priority. He's the man for Real Madrid, as we know. But whatever is going to happen with Mbappé, Kylian, ben, uh, sorry, Kylian Benzema would be great. Uh, but this Karim Benzema will be... <laughs> that would be <laughs> quite a player. In Kylian Benzema. <laughs> would be fantastic. But uh, Karim Benzema is going to stay at, at Real Madrid next season. This is why they wanted to extend this contract before the end, the, the start of this season. You know, They wanted to show him whatever is going to happen with Mbappé, this summer, next summer, we want you to stay. Also in 2022-2023 season, Karim Benzema is so happy to stay. So Florentino Perez himself, together with Ancelotti, but Florentino himself wants Karim Benzema to stay, uh, to spend other seasons with, with Real Madrid, also if he's 33 and he's going to be 34 in December. So he's not so young, but he's still one of the best in the game. And this is why Real Madrid are going to continue with Benzema, whatever is going to happen with, with, uh, with Bappé. And I'm sure that for Bappé, they're going to try and try and try again in the coming weeks and in the coming months because they want him. And this is why Paris Saint-Germain Leonardo was furious a few days ago. Yeah, so we will see what happens as this uh, drama continues. But Karim Benzema, a massive part of Real Madrid as Real Madrid get ready to face Barcelona this weekend, uh, the first Clásico of the season. Well, that was it from Fabricio Romano. Fabricio Romano, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you're focusing on this week or is basic? Have we covered it all? Uh, or is there something <laughs> else that you're looking at? Oh, it was nice to see the Sevilla director, Monchi, saying that the proposal from Chelsea for Kunde revealing that was the best proposal ever Sevilla received for their players. But they said no because they wanted a different fee. It was around 65, 70 million. Chelsea were offering 55 million. This is what I know, not what Monchi said, to be clear. But I think it will be difficult for Chelsea to sign Kunde in January. So I'm curious to see if Chelsea will decide to sign a centre-back, Kunder, or any other one in January, or maybe waiting for summer and try something something different. And we will be talking also about Tony Rudiger's contract because he's out of contract in June and they have still no agreement. So let's see what is going to happen with centre-backs at Chelsea. And then we will focus on, on Champions League, of course, on CBS Sports. 
Interesting, because Chelsea's uh, one of their main weapons is their defensive force, so Rudiger being a main part of that. But Monchi, if you know anything about Monchi, he will not... <laughs> He will not cave. He knows his value of his players better than anybody. But Fabrizio yes. Romano, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for being part of it. Hey, don't forget to follow him on Twitter, by the way, Fabrizio Romano and Instagram and his weekly piece for CBS Sports Fab. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, as always. See you soon on Kegolazo on CBS Sports. Enjoy Champions League and see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching and for listening. Follow Kegolasso Podcast on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod. Subscribe to the Kegolasso page on YouTube and hit that notification bell. And of course, subscribe to Kegolasso wherever you get your podcast. We will see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.